0: Welcome to Live From Lockdown, Zach and Dom, keeping your company in the time of the coronavirus. I'm at my house. Dom is socially distancing at his house. We got a big episode today. Dom might have been on the TV. You've also
1: mm. had a bit of a brush with fame. Well, it's kind of two brushes with fame, isn't it? One is I've, I've walked past someone famous and had a moment with someone famous. And then the other is maybe I've become famous myself on the TV news. So it's the double up. Well,
0: We'll get to those stories a little later on. We also have some follow-up to my question last week. Have you been raised vegetarian? Oh, really? A couple of people got in touch, on with some, some interesting
1: takes. Yeah, right. Well, I guess you, the, these are the questions you got to ask now. I suppose you, it's not an urgent question because I'm guessing not a lot of baby food has meat in it, does it? M- most baby yeah, food is... Yeah, you eat
0: meat pretty young.
1: I thought you just had that sort of like a... What do you call it? Like a puree. I thought it's mostly a puree and, and milk for the first year.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know how long. But once you start eating solids, I think you can eat, like, shredded chicken and stuff.
1: I would have been pretty happy to just stick with puree and milk the whole way through, to be honest. Well,
0: puree is basically smoothies. There's not much difference. That's
1: true. That's true. I could have had acai bowls as a baby. That would have been perfect.
0: But Acai bowls and baby food are exactly the same. (laughs) There is absolutely no difference. It might be a a little less frozen, a little less cold.
1: You pay a lot more for an acai bowl. That's the... The main difference, to be honest. But so, do you want to launch it off there about the, uh, the vegetarian advice, or we we'll get to that later?
0: We'll get to that a little bit later on because I am just riding low a little bit at the moment because just before we started recording, Dom, I was watching a YouTube video about mm. clouds. You ever researched clouds before?
1: Uh, not really, no. Not in any great depth.
0: <sighs> you know how there's like all different clouds, like Nimbus and I don't know. Cirrus,
1: I think, one. So there's the really puffy Cumulus. ones. Cumulus. There's the spread yeah. out ones, all those sorts of... I, I, I don't have the yeah, scientific well, name.
0: I can imagine if, like, the uh, weatherman, <laughs> the meteorologist on TV was like, yeah, we're going to have puffy clouds tomorrow. <laughs> Moving to a bit spread out in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, but see, I this, know what is what I was, this is what I was learning. I was, think, I was thinking I might have these in front of me on my computer. I might still have the tab open. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, no, I don't <laughs> okay, <laughs> but there was like, I remember Nimbus was one, I think that brought rain. Uh, I liked Cirrus, that was like very high and wispy in yep, the sky. Sure, I was learning a lot about um uh, clouds, and I'm like, this video is awesome. I'm, I didn't know any of this stuff. Mm. At the end, this is a YouTube video, right? Mm. At the end, the presenter goes, and um, it's really easy to remember when you have a poster on your wall and i'm like that sounds great and they're like we've done this poster up and they're like make sure you ask your parent or guardian before printing it out (laughs) and i'm like was this designed for children is that my understanding of the atmosphere the same level as a child
1: i guess though i guess maybe it's not necessarily that it's targeted at at children in terms of an intellectual level, but more so that only kids have the curiosity to learn about clouds. I do think that sometimes with, remember
0: like long division and stuff like that. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to do that now.
1: Yeah, no, there's a whole no bunch way of things in the world. There is so many things you go, that you learn even about the salt, like the solar system, stuff about planets and stuff. Uh, I, I think I remembered <laughs> some of that stuff. <laughs> okay maybe i remembered a bit less i remember but- the
0: facts i remember the facts so if yeah. you go what order are the planets i'd remember that but i don't really remember the processes of like long division sure some of that stuff remember did you do like the uh sin
1: cause yeah that's right oh that was such a thrilling maths lesson because you finally figured out what the calculator what those buttons did Because up until that stage, you have a calculator with those buttons, but it's almost like they're locked off. You'll get to them one day. You'd you'd often press them and a different number would come up and you'd have no idea what had just happened.
0: What are the planets in our solar system?
1: Oh, damn it. I really really thought we'd moved on. I mean, do you want them just vaguely grouped or or in order? No, from from
0: the the sun out.
1: Okay, I'm pretty sure. I'll give it my best. I think it goes the sun into Neptune. <laughs> is that right? Or is it Venus? Venus? No. Wait, what's the first one? Give me the first Mercury.
0: one. Mercury. Mercury.
1: That's the one I meant. Um, so the sun, Mercury, Earth, Mars, no. Mars Earth. No. no. <laughs> I thought Earth was second or third. Um, and yeah, then, third rock from the sun. I know. Right. Generally, I do know, I do know that Jupiter and Saturn are next to each other and that Pluto's down the back. Well, Pluto's not a planet anymore. Well, that, that's true also.
0: Don't but, you remember, didn't you remember the song? Uh, what was it? Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars, V's are the planets, not the stars. No, I never learned that song. Yeah, right.
1: Was this on a did YouTube you learn- video you were watching recently as well? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> did you, Did you? was Was singing a big part of your learning process?
1: Um, uh, not really, actually, surprisingly. Um, I, only with the alphabet. Yeah. That's probably where I learned that. But uh, no, um, my planet knowledge, this is what I mean. Because a lot of this stuff, like order of the planets, what different clouds are, even how precipitation works, right? A lot of this stuff you actually learn in like grade three, four, or five. And then you're just expected to hold that knowledge from that age for the rest of your life. Like there should be a refresher course. in when, when you turn 25, I, a refresher course on that stuff.
0: What I tend to think of schooling as mm. is because people are like, you know, we're never going to use this again. Yeah. Well, that actually annoys me too because it's like you're not going to use it in that exact way. Yeah, but you are going to use math. Yeah, and so and a general true. understanding is good, you mm. know, because you aren't going to have to do taxes. People, there's that meme. I think I've spoken about this before. There's like that meme that's like, um, oh, instead of learning um, what X was or whatever, it's like they could have taught me about taxes. They did. That's what taxes, <laughs> you know, percentages, mm. like, like money. It's like. We learnt all that. That's what math is. It's yeah. like you just have to apply it. Because if you learn exactly about what the exact taxes are, by the time you got out of school, they would have different laws about the taxes. Like yeah. it's ever evolving. So yeah. you've got to learn the process behind it. Mm. So that generally annoys me. But I think it's like what you do is like hopefully you throw so much mud at the wall. <laughs> yeah. Some mud's going to slip off. Mm. But you've got to throw a lot up there to get it sticking. And then hopefully the stuff that sticks up there, the stuff that stays with you, that's enough to get you through your life. Do you get what I mean? So they overfill the cup at school and hope enough stays in (laughs) that it will get you on your journey through life.
1: Well, see, I think school is kind of learning how to learn in a sense, right? Oh, there we go. (laughs) I've yeah.
0: seen that on a poster in a school, <laughs> <laughs> in a school classroom. Yeah. Well, no, I, I agree with you, and yeah. I wish they had said that. That would have made my schooling a whole point. lot
1: easier. Because I was quite
0: frustrated in high school because I, I didn't really understand why we were learning these things. Yes. And I, that's a big roadblock for me. I have to understand why I have to learn it, or I'm not going to agree to learn it. <laughs> sure,
1: sure. And, and co- if
0: they had said it doesn't matter, mm. they said it, you it's just learning the processes behind all these things. Yeah, mm. you're not going to need to solve for the hypotenuse very often
1: I, like, but maybe i did ancient history in grade 11 and 12 i don't think i remember much content from that at all but i also no, had... well
0: that's a little bit different because mm. that is fact-based well, you, you no. don't ancient history that's
1: not changing no that's locked in <laughs> yeah i hear what you saying. no but the, what i learned from that was researching and source validation well i say i learned these things <laughs> Not based on our radio show. <laughs> I have the ability. I just don't always necessarily use it. But anyway, the, the good right. news is, are you going to get this cloud poster? Are you going to print it out?
0: Well, I remember my granddad had mm. a cloud poster yeah, okay. when I was a kid. I mm. might hit up my grandma and see if that's around. See if, that's see if around. I can take...
1: Well, the other thing put is, that up on the wall. anything like this now, you could put up in your baby's room and say it's for the baby. But then anytime you forget, just pop your head in. Quick refresh. Well, I
0: want to be someone who can read the clouds because that's what you can do if you know the clouds. You know when it's going to rain based on the clouds. Seriously? And that's how they've been doing it for thousands of years. Oh yeah, everyone can
1: do that though because they're (laughs) grey.
0: No, it's knowing like hours in advance. (laughs) Like this afternoon it's going to (laughs) rain. Not like I can hear thunder. We better get undercover.
1: Well, no. I thought you meant knowing which clouds bring rain. And I thought everyone knows that one. That's easy. No, 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 no. Like you know, the grey ones.
0: Uh, you know, like in the morning, you could see certain clouds, and you're like, "It's going to rain this afternoon." Wouldn't oh, right. Cool? Like farmers. Wouldn't it day. be that? Yeah, like Farmers' Day. Yeah,
1: sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, your birthday is coming up. I'll get you a cloud poster.
0: Now you had a brush with fame over the weekend. Who did you run into?
1: Well, I was walking through the South Bank region of Brisbane uh, on Saturday night. And I, I, someone's, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen like a famous person in the wild, but I was like walking and this person starts walking towards me and about 10 meters out, I had this moment of thinking that looks a lot like quite a famous person. And as they I've got nev- closer, I realised yeah. that's definitely... Fam- About two metres away from me, I realised it is who I thought it was. It's quite a bizarre experience.
0: In the alphabet, mm. how close to the top are we talking? I've never seen... an Oh, well, like uh, I've seen TV shows being taped before, Yeah, you know, like late night shows. So you're in a studio and I've seen famous people mm. that distance, but they're still kind of in a, a performing area, aren't they? They're, they're yes. made up, they're dolled up and they're, they've got their best A game on. I've yes. never seen like an A-lister... In the wild,
1: yeah, like just walking down the street, and this is what it felt a little bit like. Um, felt a little bit like finding a rare Pokemon when I used to play Pokemon. Like, holy crap! A, a, a Ho-Oh so,
0: has just appeared here.
1: Wow.
0: Oh, sorry. What?
1: Ho-Oh? That was one of the. Uh, that was one of the the legendary Pokemon from the second generation. Okay, you'll um, be
0: careful with that
1: one. <laughs> okay. Um, i basically. I'll, you will know this person. I feel like I'm building into them. You'll know this person. International
0: or national.
1: International in certain circles. Wow, in certain circles, but, but they are an Aussie. Australian. Yeah, they are an yep. Australian. They're a sporting star. They're a cricket star. Former Ooh, cricket star.
0: Alarm bells are going. Oh, is it alarm
1: bells? Or is there a certain warning <laughs> no, going off in no. my head? No, I'm pretty sure Shane Warne is is in lockdown in Melbourne at the oh, moment. Okay. No, this was uh this this if international. this is not Shane
0: star, Warne and it's cricket based. Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed, I think, pretty quickly because I can't okay. think of anyone that let would be me, interesting outside of Schoenwald. Let me Warren. think of
1: another way you might know them. They also, alongside being a famous cricketer, famously in southeast Queensland, own a number of car washing, <laughs> washing centres.
0: Oh, Tom. <laughs> what? This is not a famous person.
1: I, how is this not a famous person? People know... Is it, okay. um,
0: is Do- it Hayden? No, no, no. Ian Healy. Ian Healy. Ian Healy. Are you kidding me? You were starstruck by Ian Healy.
1: (laughs) Ian Healy is a big name. Anyone, no, Dom. Yes, he is. Anyone who watched the cricket growing up in Australia, Ian Healy. So for those international listeners, cricket is one of our main sports. Ian Healy was the Australian wicketkeeper for a long time. In the he 90s? The sta- yeah, but 25 he's 25 years ago? No, but everyone would know him because he was one of the main commentary team for the sport for 15, 20 years after he played. So you everyone said knows that heels.
0: He, you said like he owned all these his car washes. Yeah. Like that's... Big news.
1: (laughs) Well, it is Hoppy's car wash. I don't know the
0: I don't know the investment portfolios of all the (laughs) Australian cricketers from the nineteen nineties. Well
1: I'm just Oh Ricky Ponting (laughs) owns a few houses on this street, does he? (laughs) No, if you go to Oh, Slater's Cafe. If you go to a Hoppy's car wash in the Brisbane area you will see pictures of Ian Healy all around the place. Um, and he does the ads as well on the radio for them. So I'm, I was quite starstruck because you don't expect when you're just walking along on a Saturday night and suddenly a, you know, Australian superstar walks past you. It does take you by surprise a little bit.
0: I'm very disappointed. I would have accepted from the cricket cricketing yeah, world. I would sure. have accepted Shane Warne number one. Yep. Um, Who's the fast bowler? Brett Lee, Brett- number two. Oh, you
1: take Brett Lee over Ian Healy. Yeah, hundred oh, percent.
0: Because he had a music career as well, <laughs> and he was in that film. Was it called Un-Indian? I don't know the Bollywood. Was, film. I think yeah. he was in a Bollywood film. He was, yeah. Um, then that's pretty much it. Really? Maybe Michael Clark. Maybe Michael. What Clark. about Steve Smith? Gee, yeah, the, I get him. I tampering. get Steve Smith and Michael Clark mixed up. If I'm
1: completely honest, I with think you. Ian Healy's bigger than all of them. Bar Warnie. Because Healy's had a media career, he reads the sport on no. Channel Nine News.
0: No. Couldn't care in Brisbane.
1: Less. Okay. Well, anyway, I just I felt like I wasted my moment because I I realised too late that it was definitely him, and so all I did was give him a nod, and he gave me a nod back as he walked past. I think he was coming from a function, maybe a Hoppies function. I'm not sure, but um, but I thought that was really big news. It, certainly from a Brisbane perspective. I mean, hmm. again, for our international listeners, this is not a part of the country that too no, many celebrities no, live in.
0: No. Stop addressing the international listeners. Why? It's not an interesting point. The only possible way that this is an interesting point is mm. that the people in Melbourne haven't left their house in the last month. <laughs> sure. Because they're in a lockdown and they're thinking, wow, mm-hmm. to, see, to see Ian Healy, I would do, I'd do anything <laughs> to be able to be at South Bank and come across Ian Healy. But really, it's more to do with the fact that you're out and about yeah. seeing people. It's not really the fact that it's a mild celebrity from the 90s. Okay. I don't think sports people are celebrities either.
1: Interesting. Well, okay. I think they're sports people. He doesn't have quite as many followers on Twitter as I thought he might. I just went there to try to prove my point. Um, he's got, okay, he's 25,000, but it's not quite megastar status. I mean, he also doesn't have a profile picture on Twitter. So I don't know. Is he a around.
0: Queenslander?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a Queenslander. Definitely. Right. Okay. He's a so that's form.
0: why he's up here. Cause that's the confusing thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You um,
0: know, the People you see here would have had to be here for a while. Cause the borders are shut.
1: Look, if you, uh, if anyone wants to know more about Ian Healy, if you've not heard the name before, it's H-E-A-L-Y. Do some Ian Healy research no, and no, you decide for yourself if he's a big name. Because no. people might yeah. might think he is a big name. People might um, might look into this and go like, wow, that's a big what name. What was the
0: other thing we said you had to share at the start of this? Because I'm getting concerned about it now.
1: Uh, it's, it's about me being on the TV news.
0: You said you, you, you told me before we started recording I might have been on the TV news. And yes. now that the lead story was that you saw Ian Healy, which I thought was <laughs> going to be the big story. I thought maybe yeah. like that Zac Efron's hiding in Byron Bay. I thought you might have come across <laughs> Matt Damon, Chris Hemsworth
1: somewhere. Sure. That's, big,
0: that's big news.
1: Yeah. Ian Healy. <laughs> well, I, just, I think there's a lot of cricket fans listening to this. Disgusted at your disrespect for a former vice captain. I think it was a. That's fine, but this isn't
0: a cricket. This isn't a (laughs) cricket podcast. Honestly, on a cricket podcast, even that would be like, oh yeah. I guess you're
1: probably right. If I'd emailed Ian Healy and said, "Do you have twenty minutes spare this week to come on our podcast?" He probably would have said yes. He probably would do it. So so maybe it's not that big a deal. But I'll give you my TV story then. How about that? Do you want to hear that? Yeah. So I I was having an acai bowl, my daily acai bowl,
0: and I'm sitting daily.
1: Oh, okay. Not quite daily. More, more. Business is
0: booming. The coronavirus (laughs) is over.
1: I was having an acai bowl uh, and I was sitting at the cafe eating it on my own. And as I was like halfway through the bowl, I looked up and realized that about 10 meters in front of me, Channel 7 were filming a report. I don't know what the story was on. I don't know what had happened in the local area, but Channel 7 were filming a report about, uh, you know, just one of their crosses for the night. And so they had this journalist speaking to camera and I am quite clearly the only other person in the back of her frame eating this acai bowl. So So what were
0: they talking about? How can we track this down?
1: I couldn't hear anything, really. I can give you a location. What channel? Channel 7. I mean, I don't know. This was, th- as we're speaking, Zach. Was this, this today? This was today. So it wouldn't oh, have been on the okay. news yet. Well, this would be for tonight's We'll have to wait news. till
0: tonight. Be By on the, the time you're listening to this, yeah. it would have been out there. So go on Channel
1: 7 Brisbane's <laughs> Facebook page. See what you find. Hey, this was, um, this would be in the edit suite right now as we're speaking, mm. this shot. So I don't know if the talking head with me in the background, you know, with her piece to camera with me in the background will get in the shot. But I was quite clearly to the left of her eating this acai bowl. And I think I was now, clearly in frame.
0: You confident that it wasn't about you? <laughs> like this local man has come to this acai <laughs> place every day for the last three years. I mean, it's been... Not it, even a pandemic <laughs> can bring him down, can change his behavior. Could
1: have been an expose. Um, could have been. I don't know. Uh, my best guess looking at where she was standing and, and where he was filming was that it would be something to do with some residential thing planned for the the area I was in. That seemed kind of be what it was It was suggesting. But it's honestly very hard to tell. Um, I, didn't the, hear her, I didn't hear her at all.
0: There's a storyline in Seinfeld where mm. George, and I know you don't like me comparing your life to George storylines, yeah. but <laughs> George is in the background of a Wimbledon shot or a tennis shot. On, well, it wouldn't be in Wimbledon, I guess. Yeah. A tennis shot where he's stuffing his face in the background with a sundae. <laughs> How do you think you're eating the acai bowl? Is it in a respectful manner?
1: Well, um... I was rushing to get back here to do this podcast with you, to be honest. So so
0: you might've been shoveling it down.
1: I was eating at double speed. Uh, You know, if you consider normal eating, I was double speed. And you're
0: already a Ferrari when it comes to eating. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, Shoveling is probably the right, the right word. Have Um, you ever
0: seen Titanic? The way that the guys in the coal, (laughs) (laughs) they shuffled coal into the engines. That's how Dom, Mm. uh, the, the, the shovel is Dom's spoon. Think of the coal as the eyeball and <laughs> yeah. the engine in his mouth, and that's pretty much how it goes.
1: <laughs> well, look, I don't. I uh, my hope is for my own sake. My hope is that maybe they used a different piece to camera. That you know, because I know that journalists often will do a few different takes. They'll try it from a few different angles, a few different spots around. My hope is that maybe the one with me in the background isn't the one that they use in the final edit. Well, it's interesting but when they're framing
0: knows? up, isn't it? It's like when they're finding a good spot to yeah. do the piece to camera. Yes. Were there, was the discussion like, yeah, we'll, we'll get that kid with the acai bowl in the background. <laughs> it could and be. That's a perfect indicator of what the area is like.
1: Well, maybe... I, I think they want generally with the pieces to camera for it look to... You know, and this is when they throw to a story... And and the reporter starts it standing on the street saying, it was here earlier today that a big deal was struck before they go to all those other shots. I would think that maybe they want it to look like life as normal in the background of their shot. That's do you kind know of what important.
0: gives me so much energy? Yeah. What I absolutely love is mm-hmm. when journalists do pieces to camera where they're really complicated ones. Yeah. Where my favourite one is when they're walking towards camera and something's happening in the background and they have to time the end of their line. It's often happens with races yes, or like something big's coming past. So it's like the Tour de France Mm. and they're coming past an iconic point. It's like across a bridge or something like that. Mm. They're like the Tour de France has been happening for the last eight days and our leader, I don't know, um, Stephen Smith is uh, at the head of the pack. Yeah, straight They come flying past. But some of them, like Tour de France would be easy because if you stuffed it up, you could just get in a car and, you know, go up the road. Mm. Some of them, they do it. And it's like a once in a lifetime thing is going past him. It's like you get, it's like a meteor shower or something like that. It's like you get one shot to hit that line perfectly. And to me, I'm like, that must be. Like, that's the height of journalism. I don't know what they call that in journalism. Do they encourage you to try to look for interesting ways yeah. to do those pieces to camera?
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was doing my journalism degree, we were forbidden from doing that with any of our news crosses. Why? They, well, they, they didn't they want said, them to be too good. No, they said that's an advanced level. Basically, they said we don't want. You, <laughs> we just want to see that you can do the basics, and then when you go out into the field, you know, as a as a working journalist, if you get there, you will learn the the advanced techniques. It's kind of saying that's level ten. Don't you, you guys are on level one or two? Don't try to be above that. When I
0: see a journalist do that in a story, I mm. just stand and applaud. Oh, it's I the best! Think, this, you what a flex!
1: Because when you what a there, flex
0: on all the other journalists to go look how confident I am in my abilities.
1: The oh, I did see an unen- <laughs> I think this I can share this story. It's not too but No one died. Um, but I did, see, I did see one once which <laughs> Not I thought... the way you want to
0: start a story <laughs> You don't want to start with clarifying that no one died
1: Well, I saw one once um, That I thought was just amazing coincidence in Brisbane Where it was outside a burning building, a burning house everyone was out safely and the journalist was doing the piece to camera as the flames were going behind them. And they said, firefighters say the building could collapse at any minute. And the building collapsed at the end of that.
0: What I hundred percent. What they'd do is Mm. they would have done that at 400 times. (laughs) They'd just go back to one and they'd take three steps back, do it again. Wouldn't you? I mean, if you had nothing else to do, you just keep doing it till you get that timing.
1: Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point.
0: Um, over the weekend, mm. Father's
1: Day. Yeah. Do you do anything for Father's Day? Yeah, gave dad a few presents. We had a big family dinner. What did he get this time? Gave him a, a book and a, a photo
0: frame. No novelty. Uh, no novelty gifts this year.
1: No. <laughs> what do you mean by novelty gifts? Like toilet well, paper last time with I jokes went over, on
0: them. You were last time I went over your house. There was a pile of novelty gifts that you gave your dad for Christmas that he never used. Oh, that was the years f- ago. The Freudian slippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which were slippers with yeah. uh, Freud's face on them.
1: Yeah, that's a great gift. And I can't—I just forgot he... That was $40. I just remembered yeah. he's never worn them. I thought, as a counsellor, I thought he would love those. But I think, um, it, I don't know, he just has... He never tried them on. I don't even think they're still in the house. I think they got chucked. I think that's landfill.
0: We had... My family was coming over for, um, for Father's Day. And so I thought I'd clean up our balcony. We've been here for two and a half years And it's been so dusty this year There's been barely any rain Have you guys hosted a big
1: event like this before at your place? Yeah, we had Christmas
0: at our house a few years ago
1: You never told me that
0: That I had Christmas at my house (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know that you wanted to be informed of those things
1: We talk about Christmas can, a lot. I'll
0: show you the uh, sign-in, sign-out sheet <laughs> no. if you if you want to know no. all the people that have been at my we, house we, over the last couple of years.
1: <laughs> we just talk Christmas a lot, and I would have thought you hosting a family Christmas lunch c- could have been a big talking point when we did a lot of Christmas a, content. It was, a,
0: it was a breakfast. Still. A brunch.
1: I mean, we, we in the past few years have done a lot of Christmas content. That could have been a talking point.
0: Yeah. I don't know why I didn't bring that up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, my point is, have you ever used a high-pressure hose...
1: Oh, no, I've seen people use them enviously, but I've never I've never had the go myself. Oh, I
0: got my hands on one over the weekend to high-pressure hose off the deck. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I have a yeah. new lease on life.
1: Did, did you House... rent one or did you get buy one?
0: My mother-in-law has one. I, right. I, was, I kind of remembered that she had one. I was like, could I borrow that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even know how dirty your stuff is yeah. until you high-pressure hose it because yeah. it looks normal. Get that hose on it. Whoa. mm. You know where you get the uh, you get the streaks, the clean line between dirty and not dirty. Yeah. You know how the uh, the the Buddhists they 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 do the gravel with the rakes. Ah, mm. oh, that's old school, man. Why are they still doing that? <laughs> yeah. You get yourself a high pressure hose. You never have to do mindful exercises ever again. Nah. That's all you ever need. They, if you're spending money on mindfulness apps. On uh, some type of like you know um, meditation program, chuck mm. it out. Get yourself a high pressure hose. You're all sweet because not only do you get a pleasant experience mm. where you're in the
1: moment hosing something, but then you get a clean thing at the end of it. Well, it's win-win. True. But the problem is, what if you're feeling stressed and everything's clean? You know what are you going to do then for your meditation? That's when
0: you go to your neighbours. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> Sorry, I really need These to people- de-stress
0: these people who are high-pressure hose people for yeah. a living they must be the most relaxed people on the planet
1: they <laughs> sure. must be so zen yeah you see them sometimes do driveways the high-pressure cleaner yeah, we got ours done once yeah and they just they just like it looks so satisfying doesn't it
0: yeah when you yeah. just you might it, get over it i don't know Like I, maybe looks- i mean i only did it for an hour maybe if you did it for a living it gets old it hasn't got old yet. My wife wanted to return it. The next day, she was like, we will go into my mother-in-law's," mm. and she's like, "Oh, we, we'll put in the high-pressure hose." And I go, "Do you reckon she'd mind if I keep it for a bit longer?" <laughs> and I'm trying to think of things to high-pressure hose. <laughs> I took the I took the bins out last night, and I was like, "I wonder if the wheelie bin could be high-pressure hosed." Wonder what that would be like. Have you done it yet? I don't know. Give it a go. I don't know. I'm going to give it a go. Give see what happens.
1: Hat. Well, see, I I remember the first time I saw high-pressure hosing. I thought someone was painting their driveway. That was how stark That's the difference was. That's what it looks was. like. Yes. That's what it looks like. Because it's that stark. The difference when something's clean how much do you reckon one sets you back a good high pressure hose i don't think they're that expensive I'll see, I'll have a i think Google. they're cheaper than
0: what you think they are
1: i mean like my, be the place, i thought it was
0: i thought it was like unattainable previously when yeah, i'd seen yeah. it in i thought you had to get someone to come do it you know oh geez you're not
1: wrong you're not wrong. So, you can get one for 110, 120, which is like, you know, Argue. it's not super cheap, but that's not bad. You can it actually. It seems like the type
0: of thing that you could do in isolation, too.
1: Yeah. And there's a couple. Actually, high pressure hose your house. Seems that there's a couple that you can actually get an adapter that just goes onto your current hose for like 20 bucks that will make it a high pressure hose. Now, I'm guessing you're probably not getting the full experience for that, but you're probably not too far off.
0: I did uh, you do have to be careful. I did start to flake a bit of paint. I went a bit oh, hard. did you You gotta there's a balance there because <laughs> okay. it will it will lift the paint. If there's any if there's any kind of blemish already. Yeah, sure You know, like sometimes when you go to pop a pimple and mm. then afterwards, he, it just it looks way worse. <laughs> it's like, because you've really made it red. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the situation. <laughs> like there was, a, you know, like a little bit flicks off and I'm like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just spray it a bit more. And then the the, oh, the gap gets a bit bigger and I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in trouble here. But I accidentally hit uh, a, a plant
1: because
0: mm. there was a plant growing over the balcony. It shredded the bark in a second. Jeez. Just... Whoosh, Bark off! Wow. So I was like, "Man, this thing is powerful." Maybe I accidentally. I was. I thought while I was over near some pot plants, I was like, "I'll spray it from a distance, and I'll just let it rain down on top of the plants because I thought I'll water them while I'm here." Mm. I was two meters away. I knocked a pot plant off a ladder at a distance of two meters.
1: Wow. (laughs) Okay.
0: Which actually kind of makes sense when you think about it, because if I just had a normal hose, that probably would happen as well. (laughs) So I don't really know what I was thinking, but like it went flying off and I was like, oh, don't do that again.
1: Do you reckon if you had a high pressure hose and like someone was coming towards you, like an attacker, it would be a form of self-defense?
0: Yeah, they're very dangerous. I have heard that if you put them against your skin, you can actually die. What? Cause it, yeah, because it can introduce like air into your bloodstream.
1: Bloody hell! Oh, that's what they yeah, say. So they don't sometimes do that. So they say they don't that do about that. um about vaccines. Sometimes, don't they? That like there's that one oh, in a billion what? chance. What? what? <laughs> no, Although, I, like, we're not doing anti-vax no, stuff, mate. No, no, I'm very pro-vaccine, but that there's that one in a billion chance that it. You know, they have to be really careful when they're getting the dose. Into the syringe Because if there's an air bubble there And they inject it into your bloodstream And that air bubble goes in It can kill you But that's never actually happened I don't think It's just that it could
0: Well it's kind of like When you get surgery And they have to go through All the risks
1: Yes yeah. And
0: it makes you not want to do The surgery Oh anymore. totally yeah. You're like Oh is it really necessary then I remember
1: when I was When I was going under For uh, my upper endoscopy And I put the tube down my throat I was talking to my anaesthetist Beforehand And he said You yeah, know I just need you to sign this It's all the basic you know, anaesthetic stuff you know, that there's the cause of any injury or death, you mightn't wake up. And I said, oh, yeah, but that doesn't happen, does it? Like laughingly. And he said, not often. It's <laughs> <Just, laughs> not comforting to hear not often to that. Although can I just, now that we're moving into a slightly morbid area, there's something else I want to cover with you. Hang on, play the great. opener. <laughs> well, I, have you been to Facebook settings recently? Like the settings uh, on your Facebook page? jeez. Oh, Have you seen the way you phrase some questions
0: though? (laughs) Of like, (laughs) of like, no, I haven't been to Facebook (laughs) settings recently.
1: Yeah, well, the reason I it's not
0: like a hobby of mine
1: because they have like account settings, notification settings, and there's a thing there which I've not seen before: memorialization settings, which Uh said choose someone to look after your account after you pass away.
0: I like that. That's this is one of the
1: top options, right? So it's like a wheel.
0: To be honest with you, I've been a little bit worried about that in the past. Really? Well,
1: because I have so many photos on there
0: that I want my wife to have.
1: Right, okay, If something happened
0: to me. So it is like a wheel. I thought thought before, I'm going to go change that because I've thought before, Mm. so many of my photos are on Facebook uh, rather than, like we don't really keep physical photos anymore, do we? Sure, sure. And I was like, if something was to happen to me, you know, I want my wife to be able to access all that. So I actually
1: think that's a great idea. Well, here's what it says you can do. So you can you can choose someone who'll be able to manage tribute posts on your profile, which, fair enough, request the removal of your account, update your profile picture and cover photo. This is the weird one. Respond to new friend requests. <laughs> I'm not sure, once I've passed on, if I'm happy for someone else to be adding friends as they come through. I think that I'm happy for that to be the end of my, my digital platform.
0: Well, one thing I don't want them to do is, you know how they auto-generate videos? <laughs> it's like, this is your and Dom's friendship over the last five years. I don't want them to do like an in-memoriam of like... <laughs> Yeah. My 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 best Facebook memories over the years. They're I- like Zach, he will be missed. <laughs> All my greatest statuses. <laughs> <laughs> All the Candy Crush invites I had. Remember how. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, oh, here's an idea. Mm. Here's an idea. I, before we move on from that, I also just realized as I'm talking to you, I could just give my wife my password. <laughs> I think so what I was thinking though is that your password changes all the time and you don't update. I, I don't want to update her every time my password changes. Yeah, it can yeah. get complicated. Mm. I wish that you could just show, you should just be able to show like a marriage certificate or something like that or yeah, prove that yeah. you're a committed relationship.
1: Well, surely if you're um, in, married too in your profile details... They should true. just jump you over.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. This is my idea for Facebook in the future. Mm. I was just mentioned uh, how we used to send each other candy crush invites. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what Facebook was like 10 years ago? Yeah. 15 years yeah. ago. Well, it wasn't around 15 years ago, 13 years ago. When Facebook first came out, there was a lot of liking pages and the page title was just a joke.
1: Yes. Yeah. Dom likes, or even this one. Dom likes sleep ins on a Saturday.
0: Yeah, well, the other one was just things. Yeah, yeah. I remember hot showers was one of the biggest <laughs> yeah. pages on Facebook, <laughs> and it was because it was like because you saw it as like liking pages mm. was an indicator of your personality. Yeah. So if you liked hot showers, you'd like the page called hot showers. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, totally. And so you honestly, your Facebook feed would just be. Sarah really enjoys in- no not really enjoys they didn't add those verses Sarah likes Sarah walks likes. in the park it Steve like, likes hot dogs uh, <laughs> thanks Steve uh,
0: Dom likes the smell of freshly cut grass <laughs> yes. that was one that was another that was big a, one that was a massive
1: one it was a massive one
0: now what I'm saying is the experience was very different and I mm. think if we would jumped back to that right now we'd get a bit of a flashback yeah that's be true like, oh that's right remember remember when it was like that mm. now Take us to retirement homes, nursing (laughs) homes. What do they do there to comfort the old people? Mm. They have 50s night. They have (laughs) 60s night. You know, where they play 60s music, they have 60s food or whatever. I think in nursing homes in the future, Mm. people will develop like old Facebook. Yeah, like, So in nursing homes, you'll go on (laughs) early 2000s Facebook. Yeah. And it will be like a blast from the past. We will be remembering what it was like when we were 18.
1: Before they messed up the algorithm and updated everything. That's a great Mm. idea. Well, see, I'm also just remembering with all those different pages you used to be able to like. I don't know if you've noticed this, but, well, firstly, I will just say people used to sometimes use it passive aggressively. Like you'd see Susan likes that, that awful moment when a friend reads your message but hasn't replied yet. But then I've also remember, noticed in recent years things like that, those pages, hot showers, whatever, those pages still exist. Have you seen this? They no. still exist. And they've got like twenty million likes because everyone went and liked <laughs> them. And they just use those pages. Most of them is just for advertising yes. stuff. They one of them, them one of them, uh, this wasn't hot showers. I think it might have been sleep ins on a Saturday morning, had become a, a very strong like uh, anti-government sort of conspiracy oh, theory really? page. Yeah. And so yeah. just that clearly the people who Either the people who really loved sleep-ins on a Saturday morning had a strong crossover with conspiracy theorists, <laughs> or they sold the page. You know, someone came to them and said, hey, you've got, you know, 20 million followers here. Can I buy the page off you?
0: Well, now, I think why you like sleep-ins on Saturday morning is because you're up all Friday night <laughs> looking at <up> conspiracy <laughs> theories, aren't you?
1: It, just, it certainly, when when I went on Facebook to like, you know, that last moment of light in the day before night sets in, in 2009. Commonly known as the sunset. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that was a legitimate page I liked. Yes. When I went on to like that in 2009, I didn't know I was signing up for anti-vax content in 2020. And That's kind of my point is that I just, I, I, I agree with you. We need to go back before this all became about opinions and people doing their own research And go back to when it was, honestly, that was people's digital presence. Just going on to inform their friends that they really enjoy a cup of tea at the end of the day.
0: Now, last podcast, Dom, I asked if anyone had been raised vegetarian. Because I'm thinking I'm a vegetarian, my wife's a vegetarian. We're thinking of raising our child vegetarian. And we wanted to hear some people's experiences. We've had a couple of people get in touch. Some Mm. interesting perspectives, Dom. We had uh, Jane get in touch. And uh, Jane said that... Uh, they were raised as a vegetarian, and they say that they still are now. Although very rarely would eat meat. Mm. Um, they found the kids who ate meat really odd, and they got special food for school camps. Here's the interesting one: Jane says at high school, the school she attended, only had vegetarian options, like in the, I guess, in the tuck shop.
1: What there was Isn't a- that interesting? All the food was vegetarian. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't I know. Wonder...
0: I don't know if Jane, if this was in Australia or not. And I don't know. I was thinking maybe that if it was a certain religious school, maybe yeah. it could have it could have been something that was aligned with vegetarianism. Yeah, but outside
1: of awesome, that, that, that's a very like um. That's I've never heard of that before. No, nor have I. I, I it, it must be a specific type of school because I can't imagine that would have gone down popularly with all the parents at just a general high school to do that. You, you know, what, know what I'm saying? What?
0: Like, See, this is what I mean. Yeah change that stigma why <laughs> what your kids your kids have to eat vegetarian food just mm. during the day
1: yeah well I'm, and that I'm would just that saying, would cause issues i'm just saying you would need a unified sign off on that from the school executive through to the tuck shop workers or volunteers through to the parents and i don't know if you get that like because a lot of people might think, you know, and I know you'll tell me a lot of this is outdated and I'm sure it is, but a lot of parents would think that that's where you get your protein sources from, from meat. And also my kid loves having chicken rolls. Why would you take that off him? You know, those sorts of things would come up, I'm sure. And I'm not suggesting I'd be getting my mum to complain. That's not what I'm indicating. What was
0: your favourite thing in a tuck shop? Um, I know that you liked, uh, you got a breaker every day, but what in the sense of food
1: would you get? It was actually an ice break most days, at least towards the end, but strawberry break is what What, like uh, like like a coffee one yeah yeah ice coffee um but generally food wise they had these things called pizza rounders i don't know if you had them at your tuck shop yeah
0: pizza pockets
1: yeah yeah that would that was my often go to um but i mean there's so many good things there it's kind of hard to to pick one the chicken chippies were pretty good generally um i did i actually no i'm not sharing that story i don't (laughs) that's too much that's embarrassing (laughs)
0: Why? What happened?
1: Oh, no. I, uh, fine. I, I can't believe in all I used to remember this never came out. I emailed the Tuck Shop coordinator in my first year out of school to ask if I could come back and get lunch one day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one does chicken chippies like you do. <laughs> I've been out in the big bad world. No one warned me about this. They said university was going to be hard. But no one said anything about not being able to get (laughs) pizza pockets.
1: I think the thing was, I was back at the school. I can't remember what I was back at the school for something. And I said, hey, I know the tuck shop is generally just for students and staff. But, but seeing as I'm back on campus, am I allowed to drop by and get some food? Because I do miss the food. So
0: many questions. First question, yeah. how did you have their email address? Well, <laughs>
1: that's a good point. I think I found it on I, I, oh, like on the school's website. They had a Tuck Shop contact um, information sheet. And
0: I'm sure this was the first time it had ever been used for that purpose. <laughs> You're
1: probably right. They never got back to me. They never got back right. to me, so I was gutted. I had to go and have food down the road at a cafe. Which...
0: Imagine if Uber Eats introduced that. Oh,
1: <laughs> because this you
0: is you could get well, you could get food from the local tuck shop.
1: <laughs> this is the thing we oh, need talk to remember. Tuck shop
0: prices are pretty hard to beat.
1: That's what I was going to say. You will not find a pizza around three dollars fifty. Three dollars fifty was like the high end of that and that's lunch. Are you kidding me? You're not gonna get that anywhere else you go. Even if you go to the snack bars at like an industrial estate or something, minimum there you're paying is eight, nine, ten bucks. But you three dollars fifty for a pizza rounder. You want some chicken chippies? Sure, come and get there. That'll be four bucks. You know, it's amazing pricing.
0: You weren't prepared when you left to give it up.
1: No, no. I think you should be That's able to get back.
0: on the last day of school, everyone was crying and hugging each other, saying, like, we'll stay in touch. <laughs> Dom was doing that to the pizza rounders. <laughs> Just stroking it. Will I ever see you again? I'll be back next year. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> the, the twist in the story was I did track down their supplier. And, did you? <laughs> and i found how to get pizza pizza around as myself but uh unfortunately i don't know how they, there was something they did in how they cooked them i could never quite get it the same at home it might have been sitting in a hot tray for two yeah, hours i think that's it that made it perfectly Marinating. perfectly soggy
0: uh benjamin's got in touch uh interesting story here mm. um raised a vegetarian the uh he said um, their parents became vegetarian for religious reasons mm. when Benjamin was born. Sure, primary school all good. Yeah, no issues there. It wasn't until high school that Benjamin started getting curious and experimenting with meat. And this is where it gets interesting because, <laughs> yep, Benjamin at at school outside of the parents' purview Mm. would start experimenting with uh, things that were in the tuck shop. So chicken nuggets, dim dim sums, uh, barbecued stuff. Uh, Nothing big like steaks, Benjamin says. So it's just a little (laughs) nibble here and there, just experimenting. And I find it very funny that behind the shed, at the the back of the school, you know, behind the sports shed, where some kids were smoking, some kids were experimenting with, you know, whatever, alcohol or something like that. And Benjamin's having a nibble of a chicken nugget. (laughs) Hey, pass it over here.
1: (laughs) I wonder though, like, the parents must have known it could have happened because they should have sent Benjamin to the same school. That that only did a vegetarian talk shop. That's where she, he needed to be.
0: Well, I imagine there would have been a situation where the parents came into his room one day, yeah, and like s- searched through his drawers, <laughs> and were like, "Are these chicken
1: nuggets <laughs> in our household?" <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, I'm,
0: I'm going to make you eat a whole packet of chicken nuggets <laughs> just so you can learn
1: a lesson. <laughs> I, um, I'm curious, does Benjamin go on to say where he's ended up? Did he end up vegetarian or, or on meat?
0: Benjamin, at the end of high school, made mm. the commitment to be a vegetarian. So that's 12 years now.
1: Right, so it's just some um, experimenting.
0: Interestingly, because mm. we spoke about this on the podcast, the connection between, like, we, we said, like, that with a kid, it's interesting because you learn about cows go moo. You be don't learn that that's beef. Yes. Benjamin said that they didn't learn that till high school what so in high school what? Benjamin learned that um let me read this here um when i re- it was in high school when i realized where bacon that bacon was from pigs and mutton and lamb is sheep even now as 29 year old i'm still learning where these meats come from Because um, my thinking on this is because we were a vegetarian family and not a pet family too, meat and animals doesn't come up much. So I'm only learning about them now on my own. So it's actually the opposite. Because we thought that you would really know where they came from and that's why you wouldn't want to eat them. But if you don't eat them, maybe you never learn about the connection.
1: And then when you're old enough to learn, you probably don't have the stage where you just think, well, I trust my parents, so that sounds reasonable. But instead, the moment you learn, you're probably like, "That, that's abhorrent. That doesn't make any you're, sense.
0: You only learned
1: about lamb last year, remember? No, I didn't. That wasn't true. I didn't learn about lamb. But, did I? Was yeah, it, was. it was. it lamb I learned about? It was about? lamb. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know where lamb came from. Oh, what and did you're I
0: You were a meat eater for the last 25 years. What did I
1: think lamb was? I remember, I, I, I remember not thinking. It was in a
0: Google history. You had to Google it, remember? I
1: remember pork. I wasn't sure what pork was. The interesting
0: thing was that you were eating lamb the whole time. <laughs> and you had no idea what animal it came from.
1: Well, I don't eat it's a lot a of lamb. It a mystery animal. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a mystery
0: animal. <laughs> it's just like, what's this delicious thing?
1: It's a lucky dip. <laughs> so who knows what we'll get. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, I'm, I'm mostly because, and this is, must be a marketing tactic from the meat meat you know works of the of the world they don't regularly bar chicken they don't often call the food you eat the um the thing we call the animal so it's not like can i have sheep i'll have some sheep thanks you don't say can i have maybe the eye of a cow you say i'll have an eye filled of beef we've changed cow so it's a cow when it's alive to beef when you're eating it Sheep I think that it. has
0: something to do with the origins of those words and the languages they came from. I right, remember okay. listening to a podcast where someone asked this question. Yeah. Um, and I think the answer was something to do with that. What I am encouraged by in both those instances were that those people, both Jane mm-hmm. and Benjamin, were raised vegetarian and are still vegetarian to this day as adults.
1: So baby flubber. Can I- baby
0: flubber. Yeah. Well, I think it's good that they both have had meat. Mm. Because I think it. Because then they have to make the decision themselves. Yes. Yeah. I don't want my child being a vegetarian just because that's what I am. I want them to make a decision on their own.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's promising though. That wh- how about this? The day you want your kid to have meat, I'll take them out for the day. Um, <laughs> I'll take them to a steakhouse. You can send them off. Yeah, you Uncle know Dom. how I was
0: telling you about. You know how I was telling you about <laughs> the uh, year that the Amish. <laughs> At the, it's like at the end of school, like yeah. when you're 18, the Amish mm. have a year off, basically, yeah, yes. the, the, where you can go to the big city and you can indulge in modern technology and everything yeah. like that. Sure. Are you suggesting a meat day?
1: Yeah, a meat day. Send them out with me. I'll take them to one of those those like Brazilian beef, oh, sorry, Brazilian meat, like um, buffet sort of things, where they just bring around different cuts of meat on like a skewer and give it to you, you know, on your plate until you're full. I'll take them to one of those for the day and see how they feel afterwards.
0: Yeah, do you think that's too much to go from zero to just a hundred percent meat?
1: Well, maybe, but I mean, sometimes the best way to learn to swim is to jump in the deeper. That's not true, as well, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just in case anyone is uh, is teaching a kid how to swim, well, but that's was, certainly not the way. Have to you do seen it.
0: those videos of those uh, babies getting thrown into the pool? The one was controversial recently. One was on TikTok, and I saw it in the mainstream news. No, it was blowing up. Apparently, people. Well. It turns out, according to the advocates of this technique, you can teach babies to swim at a really young age. So, they look like babies. I doubt they're walking. That's how small they are. And they throw them into the pool from the edge. Now, this is with some training, Mm. I believe. I I don't think that's where you start. Mm. But the baby rolls onto their back and they can float. Mm. So, their head's out and then they kick and they can get to the edge. It's insane when you see it happen. It's hard to believe. But, yeah, apparently there's people who say, I don't know how true this is or, you know, if it's good for the child, but there's people who say that you can teach a baby to swim at a very young age.
1: Well, see, I would want to know, if I have kids one day, I want to know how Ian Thorpe was taught to swim, what age, what context, and I'll teach them that way because he's obviously Australia's, Australia's swimming champion. And whatever his introduction to water was, that's what I would want my kid's introduction to How water How did you be. learn? To swim. Yeah. You know, you're not going to find this in any way um, surprising, but my main memories of the swim centre I went to growing up was the snack bar. Um, <laughs> I can't say I remember much about the swimming lessons, but I do remember at the end of every one we would go into the snack bar and i get a packet of chips. I remember that fondly. It's funny because that's also my main memories about playing AFL and tennis <laughs> was the canteen's.
0: Ed- and I imagine uh, this was on a group all email to the tuck <laughs> shop <laughs> after high school.
1: Yeah. Well, no. The- if any of you could get back to me, that would be great. <laughs> the, um, well, the local tennis centre, oh my gosh. They, you could get like a packet of red frogs for like 15 cents. It was an amazing deal. Gosh, I used to love going to play tennis. <laughs>
0: and would you get this would you get the uh frogs before or after oh,
1: always tennis? always after because that would be how i'd convince mum, mum or dad that you know i deserve to treat i've just played tennis can i have a treat now? and
0: can you give us a bit of the <laughs> what was the rationale
1: well i would just say i'm exhausted i worked really hard there do you, do you think i could have a treat you know and um and i would say yeah okay we'll go in and we'll get you a treat cents.
0: i do yeah. remember the uh the local mm. news agent after school because there was a while there where uh, my younger sister and i were in primary school and my two older sisters were in high school and the schools were there was a shopping center between them yeah. you know probably an even few hundred meters walk from each one mm. and so we'd meet at the uh the shopping center yeah for my for my mum to pick us up and the high schools were always late because they were dawdling. You sure. know, they were talking to friends. And But remember in primary school, the bell would go and you'd just run. <laughs> you're
1: like... <laughs> like yeah. you just you're grab your machine. bag and run. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And so like I, the, the bell went at three. I'd be at the car at three past three. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why when you're a kid, you have to run everywhere. <laughs> I know, but I would just run. And so we'll be waiting for like 20 minutes and it was torture. I remember we'd... You'd get 10 cents from my mum and you'd get those sherbet lollipops. Yeah. Those sherbet lollipops. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. 10 cents. So it cost my mum 20 cents a day or probably not every day, every couple of days mm. to shut us up. Of course I'm going to do that as a parent. <laughs> 20 <laughs> yes. cents
1: to shut my kids up. Yeah. What a bargain. It's an amazing deal. And see, the AFL canteen was great similarly for that. They had the raspberry twisters in like a little um plastic box and they had tongs and like a little paper bag. And you'd say how many Raspberry Twisters you wanted. Five cents each for a Raspberry Twister. And they put it in a little bag for you. And I'd go Nuts. Here's a podcast idea. Here's yeah. a podcast idea. Sure.
0: You go around rating those those uh, the canteens.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. That's, so, that's what Triple M should be doing. Less talk about the sports and more talk about local sports canteens.
0: So you go to each sports canteen. Mm. You talk about the variety. Yeah. A lot of them are getting fancy these days. Not yeah. hugely on board with that. Well, the one down the road from uh the one in our suburb has um wood fired pizza. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean I mean that's good. I like wood fired pizza. But it's like you're forgetting your roots, guys. Yeah, no. Where's that, the Chico not, Rolls? Not,
1: not on board for that. Chico Rolls, maybe a they actually um, have dog. quite
0: a selection of um wines too. <laughs> oh, <right.
1: laughs> like, no, that
0: and it's in a it's in a conventional it's like a canteen setup. Yeah. But I walked past the other day and yeah. they had all their all their red wine prices. Yeah. And I was like, what
1: type of selection do you have? <laughs> no, that's someone there has a dream of running a chef's hatted restaurant.
0: You don't go to the canteen and ask for a wine list. No. What <laughs> what would you pair with a Chico Roll? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's not what it's there for. But. Seriously, the, the joy when they would have a packet of lollies and you would say how many you wanted and they put it in a little paper bag for you. I don't know how COVID safe it was, but like taking a dollar and knowing that a dollar is going to get me 20 Raspberry Twisters. It was just like, I mean, there will never be happiness in life more than that as a kid.
0: And I think that was when Australia's economy was the strongest. Yeah.
1: Oh, totally, yes.
0: And that's how we rate it. How many <laughs> rainbow <laughs> twisters you can get for a dollar?
1: You've, have you not had, you said rainbow twisters. You not have the raspberry twisters? Little what re- are they? I don't know what Little you're like red about. licorice things.
0: Uh, what, you were getting those for five cents each? The
1: tiny, the small strips, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, see, I remember Ghost Drops.
1: Oh, they were good too. The ghost drops. And what you oh. do,
0: they were they would change the color of your tongue. They were hard-boiled lollies.
1: Yeah. But
0: then they were individually packaged and you'd mm. pick each one up. Again, not very COVID safe. Yeah. And, and kind of feel the packet between your fingers to mm. see if you could get a double drop. Yeah. Because yeah. every maybe one in 10 had two in there molded yeah, together. That's right. Like uh, conjoined twins that's right. of, of, of ghost <laughs> drops. And you're getting two for one. So, well, really,
1: they're two, two and a half cents each. And you also, when we're speaking about ghost drops, you can't not think about the most daredevil, badass thing you can do as a kid, which is the Warheads. Um, oh, sour. Oh. I remember a friend dared me to try a Warhead when I was, like, in grade four, and I was like, no, please don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like he was suggesting to you on a skydive or something like that, um, mm. but that was the whole thing. I remember when there was this rumor that there was a kid in the grade who who once had four warheads, at, you know, at once in their mouth and were able to tolerate it. And we're like, no way, how?
0: I thought you were going to say and his head exploded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. No, I think that was the graphic on the front of the lolly. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm not sure but that I was like, did. oh,
0: someone just got a bit carried away with the ad, I think. <laughs> Maybe they thought the ad was a documentary.
1: Oh, uh,
0: yep. Anyway, guys, we'll wrap it up there. Um... If you have any stories about your tuck shop or the local canteen. Yeah, best best thing on we'd offer We'd love there. to know about a good one. We'd love to know about a good one, one that we have to go to.
1: And, like, I'd love to hear if yours did a particular special that was renowned in the area. You know, like, that potentially at tuck shop every Wednesday was pizza day and you could get, like, a whole mini pizza for two bucks or something like that. I'd love to know the renowned legends of the local tuck shop. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope that you're staying
0: safe. We'll chat to you in a couple of days. Bye.